Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. This episode of the Racket Magazine podcast is brought to you by Sergio Tacchini, offering iconic tracksuits, classic polos, and the new Youngline sneaker. Originally designed in the mid-1980s, it's our favorite spring silhouette, and it's back. You can get it now at SergioTacchini.com, and follow them on Instagram at SergioTacchini underscore official for updates. Enter the promo code RACKETMAG at checkout, and you'll get 30% off your order. Kim Clusters told us you I won't that. even go close to this video. <laughs> back with one of the all-time greats. She's been a Grand Slam champion. She's been up. She's been down. She's been basically off the tour. She's been back on the tour winning titles as recently as last year. She is a renaissance woman. She's got certainly the biggest and baddest tattoos of anyone on the on the tour. Uh, she's definitely got the biggest. Certainly the biggest. Those angel wing tattoos were captured in photos. We'll share them with you. Uh, we're talking, of course, about Svetlana Kuznetsova. Yeah. What a woman. I love her. I mean, I mean, she's amazing. She is. There's only there's literally only one player that on tour that I would walk by and really have to be careful about how I approached her, mm-hmm. whether it be with the the words that I said or the physicality mm-hmm. of the location of my arm, mm-hmm. like because she would punch me. <laughs> I was and, wondering where you were going, with and that. it was lovely yeah. and lovingly, sure. But she doesn't realize how strong she is. Oh, yeah. so I would. Or she would grab my arm yeah. in a, you know, just like, hey, come here and yeah. like squeeze my arm so hard that it would bruise me. Yeah. Um, but she's just that person that you just always love to see. She's just, she's a great girl. Svetlana came to Racket House to do a taping. She shows up in a very, very cool all white ensemble. Yeah. She was wearing sort of like white tuxedo shorts. Yeah. Um, some of her trademark sneakers. If you don't follow her on Instagram, you're missing out on somebody living life very well. Yeah. <laughs> because her and her little dog are. Inseparable. Not a little dog. It's it's like a pit bull. <laughs> Wouldn't call it a fluffy dog. I mean, she kind of makes him look fluffy. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. She kind of makes him look fluffy. Yeah. She's um, a character, though. We got really into it. She go. She went really deep in this interview. She talked about her ups, her downs, sort of having to overcome negativity. Her parents, who are very, very intense, who obviously gave her some of her intensity, but learning to be her own woman. Like we really, I felt like it was a therapy session. Yeah. Well, the thing about Svetlana, and this is why I love to, you know, this is why we love doing the podcast is that you get, you delve into the depths of someone truly, because when you get to interview them on TV, it's like a three minute interview. You get to ask them three or four questions. Mm -hmm. 
you know, someone from their PR department or the WTA is like hovering over you, giving you the, okay, wrap it up signal. Just when you start to get into like really talking to someone and getting in-depth answers from them, they're telling you to wrap it up. So with the podcast, we get to sit there for 45 minutes and they have to sort of, they get deep, get deep into it. And she, she opened up a door that I think a lot of people will be surprised about her philosophy on life and tennis. I loved it. And we were able to link it back to another podcast, one of my favorites that we've done with Kim Kleisters, mm-hmm. because Kim told an amazing story about Svetlana and we and took pigs. it to her and pigs. Uh, and so we took it to her and got her version of events, which do not disappoint. Uh, so if you listen to any of our shows, they I- will disappoint Kim though. <laughs> Because we may have to go back with Kim. and We're going to have to just get them in a room and have them try to tell the same story side by side. That's because, the plan. I mean, that's, I think it would be a great podcast anyway. Listen, here's the deal. we got Svetlana. Don't call her Kuzi. First of all, thank you. We're happy you're here. Yeah, thanks, Svetlana. Well, I, used, I always call her Kuzi, but she's like anti-Kuzi. Why? I was just listening now, say thanks God she didn't say Kuzi. <laughs> it just <laughs> ran through my well, mind. Why? Why is that? Tell me. I need to know. Well, my can never is, say it again. It's my name. My name is Sveta. Like, uh, and Kuzi sounds like a dog. Kuzi, Kuzi, Kuzi. <laughs> I can't stand it, really. Like, you can call a cool kid like Kuzi. I, I just, to me, it hurts my ear. Like, when somebody comes to me, hey, Kuzi, and I'm straight, like, if it says, the guy says behind my back, I'm like, Punching him. Wow. <laughs> it's that Not dramatic. Punching, but I don't like it. It's like, yeah. it brings me like allergy or something. <laughs> okay. Fucking hell. Well, I, she's hit Sveta. me so many times Sveta. that I've now learned yes. not to say. But you know us. We're Australians. We don't like to shorten. We're just, it's just. Sveta is five, I know. five Sveta letters. Is, I've got to get my around the So v. practice. Okay, Show fine. some respect, All right, Sveta. <laughs> thanks. Anyway, thanks for joining us. Um, I guess one of the things we're in Indian Wells. Um, I guess we have to ask you a little bit about what's happened over the last couple of days, huh? If I mean, you want to talk we, about it, sure. Should we? I mean, you've been out. What is this? How many years have you been playing? Twenty. Is this twenty, 20 years? years? I think I started like in two thousand or something. It says in my biography. Wow. Biography. biography what whatever. it doesn't matter. You're Russian. You can say yeah, whatever you want. My accent is. We my can accent. speak Spanish if you like. Uh, so twenty. Yeah, I believe so. Jesus. So nothing like what has happened here. I mean, we are in Indian Wells. We do want to just say that this could go at any time. But have you? I mean, this has been crazy. What's just happened in the last twenty-four hours? Can you like even? Uh, I was in the mall last night getting some some food for the house, and I read the email. Yeah. I'm I'm alright with my English, but not perfect. And I read the email. I'm like. Am I wrong? So I gave my physical phone. Your English is better, please. Could you translate if I'm if I get in it right? And I was like, no way, because nobody and uh, felt like it could come. Yeah. yeah. Like from one day to another. Yeah. yeah. We saw us last night, and you guys were telling me that you play qualies. Yeah. So I play qualies, and I look the draw. I wanted to see the draw of qualies to yeah. see who's playing, who's what. Yeah. And I trying to find it's no draw no draw no draw and then the email it's like yeah yeah, I mean it's something which I have to be honest when we watched the wildfires in Australia and everybody at home was thinking oh of course like this is going to affect the tournament players on the courts breathing it's an issue but they didn't cancel the tournament at all so I thought if they didn't cancel it for the Australian wildfires why would they cancel this for coronavirus so it seems 
crazy that this has happened. But I mean, look, obviously, we're happy to have you with a little bit of extra time on your hands. <laughs> There's going to be a place with a lot of time on your hands. A lot of players with time on your hands. Okay, so Renee, talk about um, when you first saw Sveta or met Sveta. Yeah, actually, the first time I saw you, I believe, was in Madrid. Is that right? I, okay, I, so I turned I up to Madrid. I yeah. didn't go. Like, look, I wasn't a big go and let me play every clay court tournament. Um, but Madrid was one of the one of the tournaments that I went to with Lisa, and you played Lisa. Is that right, my old doubles partner? You played her in singles. Yeah. And I remember watching. And how old are you? 15, 16? 15, 16. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, Lisa at that point was probably top thirty in singles. Yeah. Plays Sveta, wins the match, but we walk off the court. Lisa walks off the court, and she looks at me, and she goes, "Fuck, that chick is going to be so good one day." I mean, you were so young at that point. Lisa was a you know, very, you know, accomplished singles and doubles player and, you know, wasn't a surprise that she won, but we just immediately went, wow, like that girl is going to be so good. So that was, a, I think, the first time I saw you. It, it was the first tournament ever that gave me like wild card and uh, I uh, I played qualies and Dinara Safina also yeah. was in mm-hmm. the qualies. Mm-hmm. So I, be, I uh, I'm not sure if I beat her. I think Lizelle Huber was in the qualies as well. I beat her. <laughs> And Thank then, God. first round, I won <laughs> uh, against Ruan, Vivi, Ruan Pasquale, which is a good win. Six match points down. Really? I was six match points down. Wow. And for me, like, I remember us, like, me and Dinara we were similar age. Dinara was, uh, she is one year younger than me. And we were watching, it was Medina mm-hmm. and uh, Maria Jose Martinez. They were quite good for us. We were like yeah, 15, 16, and they were, they like, were like, oh, God. We said, we wish one day we would be good as them. Yeah. And we watched them play, and they played against each other, and they were like examples for us. And yeah. yeah. It was great memory. Well, let me ask but wait, you. And until you... then, like, I would not have any, this is very... Um, important for me the topic for, for uh, clothes deals like I had no clothes I was buying mm. and so I played two or three matches and I had no skirt to wear so I played no, the shorts, shorts. shorts and then my coach came to me I don't want to see you never in the practice clothes on a tennis match I said well, I don't have yeah it's like when you're Russian you don't get deals no how did you end up there though in Spain like both you and Dinara uh, well, Marat was in the, in the Spain, in Valencia, and Dinara went there to practice. My mom always set me an example, look, Dinara is so good, she was beating me very easy. And um, we were deciding between going to the States and going to Spain. Mm. We had to go leave Russia because it's not much of courts, mm. coaches, yeah. and just access. Yeah, it's, it's not so good, and yeah, yeah, it's tough. Mentality was not great for me mm-hmm. back then. We didn't know that, but yeah. now I know that I wouldn't survive there. Really, for sure. Yeah, and um, but why? Okay, because they're very negative, mm-hmm. and I'm a very sensitive person. And if you go hard at me, like I yeah, you shut down. I shut down. Mm. Now, not, yeah. because now I'm older, I'm confident, and yeah. I know m- more you know things you're about... You know you're the shit. Yeah, and... We know you're the shit. Yeah, and then after, so when we came to Spain, like, we decided, my father was co- coach uh, uh, his cyclists in, like, yeah. a camp yeah. in Spain they had, so it was in between Barcelona and Valencia. 
and we asked mom of Dinara to give us a phone number if we could go to Valencia. When we arrived to this uh, camp of my dad, uh, we called there and they didn't have uh, no one working there mm. or something was going on or the wrong phone number. I have no idea. <laughs> but thanks God, it was a conspiracy. <laughs> thanks God, it happened that way. My yeah. dad was going crazy. I'm two days without practice. Yeah. It's not allowed in our family to oh, do that. Oh, yeah. So. Uh, his friend said, look, they opened some club in Spa- in Barcelona. And yeah, let's go there. So this friend take us there, took us there. And yeah. Angel Jimenez met yeah. me first yeah. time. And straight away I had my first drills out of uh, two million drills so I did maybe, in my life. So first you just... It's like that. It happened, it happened really like uh, by luck. Yeah. And first I just got there and yeah. Yeah, what do you think about the Thank different you. way that being in Spain, be, you said you're a sensitive person, the Russian system didn't feel very accommodating. Not, Russian, you, not Russian system, Russian, Russian people. way of talking, mm. of getting, of teaching. Yeah. This is different of the system. Uh, it's personality. And in Spain, um, I think what works really well, Russian with Spanish, mm. not Spanish people growing in Russia, because, uh, in Spain, yeah. because they're like too soft, too nice, too, too, they, they haven't been through hard times, mm. we've been through really bad, and yes. we always have to stay, stay tough, mm. and when we go, we, we have it in us, yeah. and when we go in Spain, and they're nice to you, and they cheer you up, and mm. they tell you how good you are, like, First days I was like, "What is going on?" Me? Yeah, like, you didn't believe it. They just told me yesterday that I'm like never gonna be no one, and I'm like <laughs> piece of you can say it, you can say piece of shit. <laughs> and today uh, Emilio comes to me and tells me you're gonna be in top hundred. I look at him, I say, "You're kind of out of this world." I yeah. say, "I don't believe you." Yeah. And then some t- I was working really hard. Yeah. And and in Moscow, in Saint Petersburg, when I was there, like I didn't like to play. Hmm. I didn't have motivation. Like the joy. I didn't I didn't have a joy. I didn't choose the sport hmm. at that time. And when I came to Spain I knew how much effort my parents hmm. did and how much it cost them to my dad, my parents uh, that I play. Yeah. And first of all I started to do well because I wanted to pay them back hmm. uh, for their effort. And then I started to fall in love with the game and then I just work, 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 and that's yes. it. Uh, I train six hours a day, and in my family it's normal. I, I grew up in my dad's... Um, He's a cyclist, right? He's a yes, very, very in my, serious cyclist. in my dad's club, and there all the guys, they live there, and to wake up at 7, to go to bed at 10, it's normal. Yeah. So I hadn't seen other life. Yeah. And it was great, because if you see two sides of the story... As your kid, you cannot choose. It's yeah. impossible to choose. Yeah, and it was normal for me. So when I see kids, they were like uh, not doing their thing. Mm. For me, I couldn't understand it. Like I have different goal, and I knew where I was going. Yeah, other kids in the academy, like not many, um, not many families can afford the clubs yeah. and pain. And uh, I was lucky; I could have this life. And many of kids who were with me there, they didn't have that goals. They yeah. didn't have... It was kind of, yeah, their parents chose it for them. They could afford it. Yeah. They had everything in the family. Mm. And it was like, okay, it's like a granted. And for me, it was not like that. So no. it was basically going to Spain that helped you discover the passion for 
like actually really enjoying playing tennis without just, the influence of like the system, the Russian system, your parents. Yeah. This was like, oh, I actually really like what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, kind of like that. And it was great that somebody else who, who I could believe to, tell yeah. me that I'm good. Yeah. Because I never heard it in my life. Yeah. Not just your family. Yeah. No, I didn't hear it from my family. My family is very professional. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. When I won French Open, my dad told me, told me I was lucky. I was like, okay. But he was pissed. He was pissed I didn't tell him on the speech thanks to my parents. <laughs> I, was, I was really stressed. I was yeah. so stressed. And well, you were so young, too. Yeah. I mean, no, you were French, French won the US not. Open. Wait, did yeah. you thank your parents at the US Open? Yes, I said uh, yes. So you're like, I that should have yeah. been enough. Thank you. Uh, you see, but yeah, so yeah, anyway. And well, let me ask you another question about Spain because it seems to me that one of the things that everybody, myself especially, loves so much about your game is the variety, the mix, the the retrieving, the defense to offense. I have to imagine that training so much on clay. Obviously, you've won the French Open. Do you think that opened up elements of your game, or is that is that giving Spain too much credit and it was just in there already? You know, I, uh, when I arrived to the... Now it's Academy, Sanchez Casal. Yes. Before it was a club. Okay. It was really small. Yeah. And if I would arrive now, I'm not sure if I would achieve the same things as before. It was really a small group of people. First time when I can... Nobody told them, like, look after her. Yeah. It was so many players coming with um, contacts by somebody told them mm-hmm. to go advise them to take care of them more nobody yeah. did it for me yeah my group was terrible one girl was always <laughs> looking into where's the beautiful guys another girl was all day eating donuts and the third girl was from ukraine she was quite she was good yeah but she didn't like to play with me because i was beating her okay so i was trying to say please uh, vika play with me she's like uh, no uh-huh. And I could just uh, push myself on the drills, and yeah. drills is main part. Yeah. And uh, but um, I mean, it was really funny because my group was like very, very, very bad. Yeah. But but no, yeah, after three, four months, somebody noticed me. Really. And then they moved me. But it was one girl who had unbelievable deals. She was higher than me. Yeah, she was very share. talented. She yeah. she was Italian. Yeah. Amazing. She had wild cards. Mm. I had zero wild cards. Mm. I was playing all 10,000s. Qualis, main draw, qualis, main draw, qualis. Mm. I was dead by the main draw, but <laughs> yeah, anyway. Yeah. yeah, but you made it in the main draw. Yeah, some points, but, some money. but still, I, I didn't have anything given. Yeah. Like, nobody helped me. Mm. And I push myself all the day. If I wouldn't push on these practices, I wouldn't get them to notice me. Of course. And of course, it was like like I was working machine. Like yeah. I didn't care how I mean, much I'm tired. And that's stuff. your reputation on the court. Are you that I think that's been the hallmark of your career. I have a very weird question for you, but give me a second. We interviewed Kim Kleisters two years ago on the podcast. We had a we had such a long chat with her. We took two hours. We had to cut it up and make it into two episodes. She told us the funniest story I've ever heard about oh, you. Oh my god, this is amazing. <laughs> so, okay. You know what's coming, don't you? Do you know the story? I'm not sure. She told us It that involves animals. She told us that you were Pigs. you were mm. coming through Belgium, you yeah. had some rehab, there was a doctor that was that was known in the area yeah. and you guys are friends because Kim is lovely and she said, Oh, Sveta comes over, la la la. But then I come home and 
uh, the pigs are gone. And I'm thinking, how are the pigs are running in the neighbor's house? The it's pigs so are running down. It was not exactly like that. Okay, well, they tell us. You gotta tell us your story. story a little bit. <laughs> I'm just telling you what Kim uh, Well, I. I <laughs> no, she's uh, telling you what she thinks she remembers. Okay, let's just say that. <laughs> On the, when I was like. Uh, two years ago, I finally got back to top ten. Yes. When I played the semis of Singapore, and uh, you won Washington. No, it was later. Um, uh, and before as well. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> then after the the open, on the US Open next year, next year I was in top ten. I was hitting my backhand and I broke my wrist somehow, so I had to do surgery, mm. and I call everybody to see. Who which doctors is the best, so yeah. Melinda Bencic, uh, Kim Kleisters, and some other girls, I forgot who else, but they did the surgery there. Mm. So I came there, the guy's really nice, in Belgium. In Belgium. Mm. And like he's like, for me, he's a very good doctor. He took me without scheduling, mm. like he was very busy. He and his team, they came out uh, on the day off. And That's what happens the, when you're a badass. That's right. Anyway, so he's very nice and uh, they took care of me. So I, I was supposed to come there a few times to recover it. And then I called Kim and said, look, this is very boring here. What do you do? <laughs> she said, well, I'm going with Jada to the practice and then I go to see the... Um, the pigs. The match of, uh, oh. of my uh, husband team, his mm -hmm. coach of basketball. So I said, okay, so come join to me to the house. So I'm coming to the house in the kitchen. I'm sitting there with kids, everything drawing. We go to the yard to feed, to feed the pigs, uh, chickens. I don't know. I didn't know that many animals. So, uh, and then I said, okay, so what is here? And it was like on the street, it was some sandwiches in the plastics. Uh, somebody brings me every time. I said, why did you stay here? They're there. So we are leaving the house. To go to the practice of Jada, then on the team, on the on the match, and uh, somebody calls her and she's laughing. I said, "What's wrong?" She said, "Oh, the pink pig ran away." <laughs> so apparently somebody was catching her pig. I said, "So we should go back to catch the pig." She said, "No, my neighbors do that." I said, oh, "It's very nice neighbors." Mm. So yeah. you're saying that it wasn't you that let the pig out. Me, Kim Kleisters told us you. I won't right. even go close to this pig. <laughs> right, we are going to have to ask we'll her ask about this. She I will ask her. You well. ask her about this. Maybe yeah. mm, she I said Steph is a great house guest, but if she comes over, just make sure that your pigs don't get out because she likes to live. I don't think many of us has pigs. I don't think so either. No. But we were in the kitchen, and one funny thing was like she say, "I never could imagine you would be my." kitchen it's so awkward like yeah. we face ourselves yeah. and we see us like outside of our life like private Normal space yeah. yes. and here i'm in kim class's kitchen eating like next almost to the pigs uh, <laughs> and, with the kids and, it, and maybe hard. a pig that they had in the back no Hopefully okay, we're gonna go back to kim and tell her it was not your fault because i think you just did the you acquitted yourself from it one of the things that I wanted to ask you, and which is always when I commentate, if commentated your matches back to the Spanish-Russian thing, is that I always thought the thing about you is that you get caught between you're Russian, but you play Spanish. Like you're half Spanish, half Russian. What the you way mean? you play. Like you're, you hit with a lot of spin, you have variety, right. like you said, you have a kick serve, that's sort of like your thing, you go after it, but you also have that kicker. They're all sort of shots that you don't develop as a Russian. Most Russians, they hit the ball flat. They hit the ball hard. Like, you hit the ball hard, but you've always created this spin, but then you get a little bit... When you get tight, you get a little defensive. 
So it's kind of like you learn to almost the great things about being Spanish, but then you have the heart of a Russian, but there's this like juxtaposed Svetlana Kuznetsova. Like magic. You know, like this is my signature, so but it's like but it's like I always felt like there was part of you that like that was good and part of it that was bad. You know, though like that when you get a little bit nervous you would get very defensive and then you want to be like, no, be Russian. Like go for it, flatten the ball. Was that is that something that makes sense to you? Uh, well, for me it was hard. Like first they teach me in Spain in Spain that I don't I don't do down the line when I'm out of the court. Mm. Because Russian, we always go, go down. And yeah. I say, it's low percentage. So yeah. You have to understand. Say, no, you have to go. This is yeah. Russian. So sometimes I, I had to be very patient. And then for me, uh, when I play spin, mm. for other girls, it's very hard when yeah. I play yeah. heavy. Well, they're not used to it. No, they're not, but it's uh, not about that. It's a different play placement uh, uh, and uh, zone of uh, them receiving the ball. Mm. And uh, for me, like, it's much easier to do that yeah. than to play hard. Yeah. So when I go play spin, 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 then I'm like, okay, I'm winning too easy. I have to improve. And I start hitting. Yeah. And then I find myself in third set yeah. because <laughs> the girls are comfortable. Yeah. And it's harder for me to be hitting because yeah. it's more physically. Yeah. Yes. So I start to play spin again. Yeah. And this is the game. But then I don't... I like uh, when I hear people say she should have done that. Or sh- I don't see it like yeah, that yeah. because for me, I'm there. I'm doing my best. Of course. And sometimes I, I look very awful, and I stand. But this is part <laughs> of me, you know. No, you cannot be perfect. No, no, no. Also, it's easy to say. I was talking with Andrea Pekovic, who's on our show a lot, and she says some people come up to me and they say, you know, I love you, great game. Why didn't you hit it down the line on the third set in the tiebreak between Camilla Georgie and you could have had that shot? And it's like, fuck you. You weren't there. You didn't play the whole match. You weren't in my mind. The idea that people have this ability... Well, it's easy after the match is done. It's also easy after the match is done, but I, I do think when you're such a public figure, you're a Grand Slam champion multiple times, the, the difficulty of what you're doing and how special the alchemy of what you need to do on the court doesn't always... People, people who watch don't, don't always understand has that been something that... They never understand. They never understand. And they're not in your head. Nobody can ever understand you unless... I don't want to be inspector's head. In, in your feet. <laughs> you know, in your... Like, because it's impossible. Of course. This episode of the Racket Magazine podcast is brought to you by Sergio Tacchini, revitalizing and disrupting the status quo since 1966. Follow them on Instagram at SergioTacchini underscore official and go to SergioTacchini.com for more. Enter the promo code RACKETMAG at checkout and you'll get 30% off your order. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Can I ask you to go back to the US Open that moment? Like, you were so young. Like, how much did that change your life? And how, and also, like, how much did that change the expectation for you, like, going forward? Like, how difficult is that in some ways for people that don't know how hard it is to win a Grand Slam and then have to back it up? You know, as I've been told so many times in my life, I never w- would get nowhere. I haven't even dreamed about being somewhere in the top. Mm. Uh, and I never could think that I would win a Grand Slam. And here I was, like, playing my... Here was pretty good. I had a couple good uh, wins, uh, uh, Doha Dubai played very well. Mm-hmm. It was a very busy year. We played after Wimbledon. We played Argentina in the clay. Mm-hmm. And then it was Olympics. And then when I was like dead, half dead, I come to US Open. I played yes. singles and doubles all the year. And matches by match by match, I start to feel good. Mm-hmm. And then I go to the finals, play Lena Dimentia, to whom I lost just a few weeks ago. Yes. And in LA, I believe, and I, I, you know, I never thought of winning it, so it was kind of good stuff. Now, yeah. when you see young girls, they they have no pressure, yeah. and this yeah. is what I had. Yeah. And what where it gets to you when you win? Mm. First of all, I had no idea what I've done. Yeah. yeah. And I remember when I came back to Spain after two weeks, because after this event I went to Bali, mm-hmm. I won Bali tournament and mm-hmm. I played double. Uh, I, I played finals of US Open doubles wow. and I won US Open. Wow! I flew to Bali overnight <laughs> and crazy. I fall asleep on the interview on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> the guy talking, I'm like sleeping. I'm dead. I played singles and doubles there. In Bali, yeah. Bali, I lost doubles final with Arancha and I won Bali. And yeah. then I flew to Beijing, mm. and thanks God, Donna forgot to enter us in double. No, otherwise <laughs> you so yes, yes, I had to because Arancha came over just to play doubles. Oh no! I was re- yeah. relieved and happy. Arancha was pleased, but she had. Uh, it's okay now. I don't think it matters. Yeah. And I lost finals to Serena. Wow. Beijing, she aced me down the T on my match <laughs> point. That, on my point. match point, like I didn't even see the yeah, serve. Like, yeah. uh, no, it just it's yeah. happened to a lot of yeah. people. Uh, it's well, okay. <laughs> so yes, and uh, and then I was very tired. And then the coach told me, "Look, Sveta, you've done something good. You don't uh, something amazing, and mm. you'll be proud all your life. Yeah. And you don't understand. And I didn't, because yeah. for me it was mm. just another tournament. Yeah, it's, it's a good another tournament, match, and I didn't yeah. even like had something nice yeah. celebration. I couldn't. I was like, I was a regular kid yeah. living in Spain. They yeah. always treated me yeah. like a regular." Person, person. they told sounds... me first you have to be a person, hmm. and after you be a player, yeah. good or not so good. It's good in some ways, and it's say, is not good? good in yeah. some ways. Maybe like, didn't prepare you for my um, personal confidence. It yeah. didn't help hmm. because it kind of pushed me down as well. Hmm. 
But anyway, I worked over years and I found my solutions to it. So when you won another Grand Slam, was it a different feeling? Was it you were more prepared? I mean, you didn't thank your parents, so that... <laughs> no, but after this... Were you, were, were you more ready for it because you understood what it meant? After that Open, sorry, I go yeah. back because you win it and you have expectations. And yes. you don't the next know year. how to face it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and you're I'm talking 20. about 2005 US Open. Of course, I lost won. first round, yeah. and I mean, I was injured before then. Yeah. And and I mean, you're 20. Yeah. You're by yourself. Crazy. You have your coach, okay, and all expectations. You read shit about yourself, and you're like, What's maybe wrong? I'm not great. Uh, yeah. no, I never thought that, but it's not like a, maybe I I just couldn't. It's like every time I have to do good, good, good. There, yeah. if you do once, yeah. if you do twice, yeah. it's great. Sure. If you are the greatest, then I expect you be nothing than greatest. Yeah. Yeah. There, and then I've seen so many girls mm. fall there. Yeah. Yeah. It's great to be in the top. Yeah. It's everybody will fall down because we're all humans. Yes. But to get back and to yeah. stay there, yeah. this is what makes you really great. good. Yeah. Maybe great, whatever it is. But it really, which makes you strong. Yeah. Only strong players do that. Because some players, they have unbelievable year. Yeah, then players then start to, to know you, first yeah. of all. They don't afraid you because they know your game. You're not incognito anymore. Mm -hmm. And for them to beat you, it's already great. Mm -hmm. yeah. They're not afraid to lose against you. When yeah. you're newcomer, like everybody, even yeah. tops, they're like, oh, she's good, she's newcomer. And then you're not. You can, you're one of us, yeah. and then you stay with us. Yes. And then this, this is different. Staying on top. I mean, we're sort of jumping ahead, but I remember watching you make the finals at Washington and, and winning it and thinking to myself, how, how, how amazing it must feel to know you could enter a tournament be a wild card, be unseated, be coming back from injury, and still have wait, the confidence to tear through a tournament. But wait, prior to Washington, though, I want to bring something sure. up because that was after your injury. I, I want to re remember the day that uh, you came into the U.S. Open. I think you lost first or second round, and we were in the back. I was still playing, and you said something to me along the lines of like that you couldn't play because you were put so much expectation on yourself, and you were. I mean, you just said you'd like. You choked, like you got nervous, like it was too much for you. Like, explain to people, like, what that feels like. Because you were, you're successful, you've won Grand Slams. Why does that happen? Like to, as you said, it's going to happen to everybody. It happens to everybody. It's just some people show it differently. Like that moment when I saw you, I remember thinking, like, this is, the pe this is what people don't see. The downs where you doubt yourself so much and you wonder if you should keep doing this because it's so hard to put yourself out there on the line and be nervous and have to play well, you know, because of also what you've done and what people expect from you. And then you have to go out and you have to give people what they expect, even though you're thinking that you want that yourself. But how hard is that to dig out of a hole like that and to come back from an injury and win tournaments? And yeah. how great does that feel to get through those tough times? You know, it's really interesting because when I win, I see it as normal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. As it should be. Yeah. Because, not because I'm, uh, I don't see it like I'm much better than her. I know that I work my ass off to mm. do that. And yeah. I know I'm very talented. I know how much I worked in my life. Yeah. 
I believe I did it more than most of the girls. Yeah. And this is what my confidence grows mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. Because when they told me I can't be no one, I, I see other girls playing better than me, doing this better, I was insecure. I said, I'm gonna work more and harder than yeah. them. Yeah. So when I stand next to them, maybe she's very good. Yeah. But she gotta run and yeah. she gotta beat me. Yeah. And if she beats me once, yeah. next time, yeah. she gotta do, repeat it. <laughs> and I'll be there. Yeah. And doing this, this is what helped me at those times. Yeah. And uh, for me, of course, it was very hard when I was injured. I come to the tournaments. Look, now it's very easy for me to talk. Because yeah. I've been there for 20 years. I know how to, to do this, how, how I face these things. Mm -hmm. It's much easier. I've been through times when I play San Diego. I'm serving for match point in tiebreak against Radwanska. And I'm standing there to serve. And I feel I'm tight. Mm. And, I, and I cramp. Like second time in my mm. life I cramp. Like I never cramp. Yeah. For me it's not acceptable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I tried to jump before the serve. And I cannot jump. Wow. Not because of the cramps. Because I'm tight. Yeah, you're tight. Yeah. You're so and nervous. my second serve... Yeah wasn't to the baseline <laughs> <laughs> you asked me to tell people how it's yeah. so much tense it's yeah. important to you when they tell us when we lose on purpose or we're bus we're yeah. stupid they or whatever you things. don't yeah they, they criticize they have no idea it's not it's like you have to understand first of all you have to understand all these haters why they do that yeah how many are these happy people? No. 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 Do they happy with themselves? No, of course not. Do they, are they happy to see you win? They should be, but no. It's not about the sh what they no, should. No. Yeah. It's about, are they? Yeah. No. Because yeah. for them, if you win, it's normal. Yeah. But to tell you shit, yeah. they're happy with that. So yeah. they're bad with themselves. It's their own problem. Yeah. This is what you should understand. And this is now on the normal mind for me, yeah. it's easy to understand. Mm. But when you're losing, you're very critical, uh, vulnerable. Yeah. You're, you're susceptible. Vulnerable. Yeah, yeah. That's right. So you're very sensitive of to course. all the critics. So you start listening, maybe. It's not like listening. Why they tell me what? Why? And yeah. they don't know. They no. don't know. No. You practice. You sweat. You do. You do that. Yeah. When nobody see that, they mm -hmm. have no idea. Yeah. And for them, the tennis players, they earn money. They are very rich. Yeah. And nobody knows that yeah. you travel. Yeah. Day to day, you travel week after yeah. week. And when you, you lose, win the US Open you and lose you go to every. Tournament in Bali the next day. You, you it's lose eighty percent of the time. Yeah. It's a satisfaction. Yeah. And every week you go, you lose. Like yeah. every, yeah. not even second week. Mm -hmm. You every like I don't know. Yeah. And if you didn't lose. Five weeks a year, it's a successful year. Incredibly yeah. successful. Year. It's an unbelievable year. Unbelievable so year. I tell Five you that. A year would be amazing. I tell you yes. that, and you you just don't have to see after critics. Yeah, you don't have to. Look Was there after a part that. in your career where you felt like you you were talking about vulnerability? You were talking about self belief. You were talking yeah. about how you've learned to understand who you are. Was there a part in your career where you started to be able to say, "Fuck." The critics, fuck haters. I know what I'm doing. I know what gives me joy. I know how to be happy with my performance. And I, all I can do is my process. All I can do is try. 
Was that something that you had to learn, or did it sort of develop? It just started basically now. Oh, right. so, I was yeah. about to say, or is that just continuing to this day? <laughs> it just stayed now. Yeah. Now I'm like, I yeah. say, okay, I don't have to do this for yeah. nobody. You can play for anything. You're playing for yourself. Uh, it's not like that. No? I still uh, play for people. Yeah. I play for my fans. Yeah. I play for my parents. Yeah. But it's differently. And what I, I learned, you know, that 10 years uh, last night when I was in the gym, I have very nice conversation with my fa- fitness mm-hmm. coach. Mm-hmm. And he asked me a great question. He said, have you ever thought who would you be if you didn't play like tennis? tennis? What did you say? He said, you know what? I think I'm, I believe I'm a happy person to be where I am because I never have had this thought in my life. Huh. Mm. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm blessed to be where I am. Yeah. Yeah. Because tennis gave me the development, yeah. that knowledge. Yeah. Um, I grow so much as a person. Mm. This is where the most value for me is. It's yes. not the money. It's yeah. not the titles. It's how I develop myself, mm. how much knowledge I have about myself, yeah. how to face different problems, different situations. Mm how many hard times I've been through. Of course. And now where I am as human being and a person, yeah. it's amazing. And let's say I'm not just talking of tennis. It's a personal no. life combined to the tennis, to the traveling, to the investments, to the uh, mm-hmm. spending money, to having friends, to do that. And yeah. this is a pack. Yeah. You gotta do like a Lego. But <laughs> Lego of normal human being it's like 2,000 pieces, maybe 1,000. Yeah. Tennis player Lego, my Lego is like 50,000. And that's before the age of 40. Uh, Lego yeah. is the I best mean, analogy I've ever heard. That's actually, what, a, I, that's actually what I say to players. It's like, that's a brick. 50, wow. 50,000 yeah. pieces you got to get together. You've lived maybe 10 lifetimes. Yes, because every time you go, you're like, I, uh, 15 I was in Madrid, yeah. 15, I'm 34. Mm-hmm. Imagine how many choices I've done in my yeah. life every yeah. time you put what priority I want. Yeah. I grew up from a kid of a woman to the women now. Yeah. And all this period yeah. I play tennis. Yeah. yeah. All this time my priority supposed to be tennis and yeah. it was not like this all the time and it's normal and sure, it's okay. Sure. And what people don't understand, it's not only tennis in my life. Yeah. It's not like for them sitting on the sofa and changing channels. Oh, this bitch Kuznetsova didn't move her ass today. <laughs> Maybe this bitch Kuznetsova didn't have a will and it's also okay. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't have the will. <laughs> I love it. I mean, today, yeah. there's no will. I sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes, today. like, Vera's when I rush, like, look at her and say, do you play with me today? You don't. Yeah. Sometimes this happens, yeah. and it's a bad day. Yeah, that's okay. It's only could maybe do Rafa, which yeah. can break his ass every day. He, he's a, he's but a I mean, so let me ask you this: You've been playing for twenty years. Hopefully, we'll have you for another twenty. No, no, no. I doubt it. I don't want to do that to her. Maybe a year please, or two. Can I please enjoy? <laughs> Just enjoy. Yes, my life. no. She yes. likes to have fun. What? What? Yeah. What are some of the things that you would spend your time on doing when you walk away from this? You have a oh. dog. Collecting yeah. tattoos. I mean, there's a no, lot of options. No, 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 no more tattoos. Um, small tattoos. I was going to say bullshit. You'll get another one by the yeah. end of like small, two years. Small, 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 yeah. yes. Okay. Um, I would like to go to dancing classes. Okay. Wow. I would like to start to play guitar. 
I would like to go. I I went and I still need more time to uh, um, for makeup <laughs> lessons. What? Walk how to walk properly. Wow. This, then okay. uh, wow. how to speak better to the camera and in front of the uh, of the people. Okay. And yeah, it's my list is pretty big. It's a no, pretty long list. Yeah, and travel to few countries to have family kids. Yeah. Have nice house. Okay. Family. Well, sh- yeah. The house is probably. I'm sure there. your house is fine. Uh, no. <laughs> no. Wait. So we're getting to the end because we appreciate your time. But um, I was asked sort of like, what's the one? If there was one match, you could go back to. Could redo. There's always a lot of matches, but if there's one in particular, you know, like I say, also, don't get all philosophical with me. Okay? Also, in the life, I ah. don't see mistakes. That's uh, good. Oh, I knew mistakes. this was it's coming. Choices. Yeah. yeah. But still, and if for example, match. I would tell you now. For example, I remember that match point I lost to Meskina in yeah. French Open. Mm-hmm. I was up mm-hmm. 2004. The one she won. Yeah. I kicked her out of the court. It's a match point. She yes. knows the match is done. Yeah. So she's running like this and she just closes her eyes and do like this. Yes. Touches the net, just falls over my side. Yes. This is was a match point I could have win. But it's not a choice. You didn't you could yeah, have it's another balls for yeah. sure there to yeah. win that yeah. match. Yeah. But then listen. My I'm theory, listening. My theory, Trust the me. theory. The theory. The theory is okay. Meskina is not winning French. Maybe neither do I because it was just quarters. Yeah. Then Maria Sharapova doesn't get so motivated to win US Open and Svetlana doesn't win US Open. Yeah, good point. You know, it's, you never know how so it would be. So you think it's purpose? You think it's things have, uh, these Lego pieces I have come together I think all my losses brought me to, to my good wins as well. Okay, I would tell you uh, just a final of one more slam. <laughs> See, which I is, told you. Uh, I, was coming. Yeah, there was I would pick um, another US Open title. Okay. okay. I also just didn't have in both finals and it's pretty easy, but okay, I'll pick that. Okay, you can pick that one. Right, well, so I have nice. a suggestion for you. I think among your long list of things that you can do after your career is over, I think you... As besides learning how to walk? Learning how to walk, I love makeup, that one. guitar, house, kids, music. Dancing. No, speaking, dancing. Speaking you're speaking you're, before uh, before. I think you could be a philosopher. I think you need to be a guru. I think you need to teach people. They told theory. me I have to do books. I love it. You do people, a book. Yeah, Get it translated. Not my book. She no. said, one person told me, your book would be okay. Would be good. <laughs> but then, <laughs> but then, yeah. different books. I, I'm, not, I'm still figuring out what books she told me to write. Okay. But Okay, well, we'll edit it for um, you. I'll help you. Do you want to write a piece so, in Racket magazine? We'll get you started slowly. Yeah, you can write, well, write a piece so, in Racket. <laughs> this is how I know Pekovic. I asked her to write a piece. Wow, but she does great pieces. She's very wise. I think you have a she's, philosophy book in you. So you, I tell you what, she is very different. You, you both have a, you have a depth well. that I think people would enjoy reading about. So if you decide to write your philosophy, Tom, you have a place yeah. to do it. And to do my book, I still don't know how. How far I can open myself so okay. in that book because it could be bestseller, but I won't live till <laughs> you want <days. laughs> write that when you're like 75. <laughs> uh, nobody would remember me at this age. Doesn't matter if you have a if you have some salacious things to say, it's good. I think right. the things what I would tell when I'm 70 wouldn't interest any people who no, no, are no, younger no, 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 no. and all older would die <laughs> before. <laughs> Uh, I'm done. Thank you so, so much. This is really nice. Thank Thank, you again. Thanks. Hey, hold on. Thanks, Sveta. 
No wait. And that's it for this episode of the Racket Magazine podcast. Thanks for listening. Our host is Renee Stubbs. Our co-host and producer is me, Caitlin Thompson. Music by internationally renowned DJ Stretch Armstrong. Thanks to Tim Ruggieri and the team at ACAST. Find us at racketmag.com slash podcast and subscribe to us at any of your favorite podcatchers. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.